0: Saturday morning and welcome to The Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estebrook on another lovely Saturday morning. Ten days. Ten days left of shopping. That's all you have. Where is the season gone? You know, Thanksgiving being so late, like we've talked about in many, many shows here. The time is just flying, and and things have been flying off the shelf. We're having a wonderful Christmas season. We've got poinsettias on special this weekend, so come on in. Uh, 8-inch poinsettias are on sale, uh, which is not normal for us, but we've been kind of rotating some different things through, and uh, poinsettias, 8-inch poinsettias are on special. So uh, come check us out at the Yarmouth store. Just to give you an idea, Christmas is kind of the end of our season, so we'll be closing on the 29th of December after our clearance promotion we always have at the end of the season but we're not done to give you a little idea what's been going on in the garden center we've planted primrose so spring is on the way our easter lilies are planted and our first cuttings will be coming in the next few weeks so if you can believe it it's actually happening 2014 has already begun the season is underway And we'll be off the holiday train here pretty soon and be talking about all the new varieties and things that are coming up. But today we're gonna talk about a whole bunch of things that kind of wrapping up the season of things we we need to do and some questions that people have of what they should be doing at this time of year. So, you know, this time of year, we're starting to do a bunch of maintenance. So about three quarters of our point setters are shipped out to our fundraisers, uh, local florists, uh, businesses, and or to our retail clientele. So we're winding down on that. Well, what we have to do is now get in there, do final cleanup of all of our greenhouses, sterilize our greenhouses, and get ready for our production phase that's coming in the next six to ten weeks so we'll be working on all of those things but now's the time to think about the holidays okay here we are it's the 14th of December this is a really special time of year like the rat race is what I like to call it everybody's rushing around they're trying to get those last minute gifts right now if you're interested in that last-minute gift, go to our website, order up a gift certificate. We'll send it in the mail to your special person. You don't have to even think about it. If you're far from away, we'll take care of all of that, you know, or have it sent to your house and you'll have it in time by Christmas. But let's face it, we need to get this done now. Or stop into our store. Obviously, we're open 9 to 5 every day. But give the gift of spring. Okay, there's nothing better than having that gift card at Christmas time, and you get to look at the website and search for plants and all of those things over the winter months and plan for your garden. So, a gift certificates a great way to kind of get that underway. 2014 is going to be a lot of fun, but the end of 2013, I we're starting to hear some grumblings amongst our customer base. Okay. And what we're hearing out there is that the deer damage has already started. Okay, I know it seems early. I usually see deer damage really picking up in say late January, February and and early March. But this year specifically, it seems like they're starting to hit people's plants a little bit early. So we've been having some customers over the last week starting to show up and talking about, hey, I'm starting to see some damage on some plants. I I can't believe it's deer yet, but I believe it is. I believe they are starting. Uh, We've got some fresh snow, you know, periodically. Okay. I want you to start looking for those deer tracks. Get out there in your yard. Just take a walk around. It was interesting because, you know, earlier in the week we had a little snow. You know, maybe you've still got some sticking around. Maybe there's going to be, they've been talking about more snow coming. Those deer tracks, I was amazed earlier in the week how close they were to all of the plants in my yard. They were starting to search. I had one rhododendron. They had kind of nibbled on a little bit. Uh, And a few other plants that they had investigated, but, you know, they knocked off some snow, but really didn't do any browsing. So, interesting situation. They're starting to kind of show up, and it's time now, before they start to do a lot of damage, to get some of those repellents out there. So, Deer Stopper is one I would recommend. Also, the Go-Away Deer Repellent by Bone-Eyed. And then, of course, the repels all by Bonide. We've talked about all of these in past shows, but I want you to be vigilant about getting out there and the plants you know they go after, protecting them earlier rather than later. So get out there and think about all of that. The other thing, we have been having some folks coming in with mice problems also in the house. So again, that mouse magic would be another opportunity for you to kind of repel them naturally. Okay, works really well. I like to use it in a pantry area if you have a problem, um, you know, or the basement works very, very well still at this time of year, okay? And the other thing that we need to plan ahead for, if you're coming into the store, this weekend is the weekend you should order your centerpiece for the table for Christmas, okay? So think about coming to the design center, Ordering that centerpiece could be boxwood, could be fur, could be whatever you really want and it gives us enough time to build them and you can pick them up just before Christmas. So it's important if you can't make it to the store, give us a call, order it over the phone. You know, do you want a single candle? Do you want a triple candle? Do you want a nice big long table? You know, we can do anything you want. Just contact us. Okay. So I hope you have finalized your Christmas plans cuz at this point in the season we're able to kind of start to talk about it a little bit. And I'm excited Christmas is going to be a lot of fun this year. We have a Christmas Eve party that we've invited all our friends and family over. We're going to have a blast. The the halls are do- uh, you know just decked to the nines right now. Roping is up. All of our lights are up. The Christmas tree's been decorated for more than a week. Um you know All of the fun things about Christmas are kind of coming together, and we're just putting the finishing touches on things to make it as festive as possible. And, you know, then Christmas morning, we're going over to my brother's house, and uh, my lovely little godson, uh, Jack, watch him at three open up all of his presents. He's really starting to get uh, anxious and, and having fun with Christmas, so it'll be a blast, and then, of course, dinner at my parents' house, you know, that afternoon, and then wonderful dessert down at uh, the in-laws and uh, with, with family and friends. So it's going to be a, a fun-packed day, but we're hitting a lot of different groups and having a lot of fun with it. And uh, I hope you have a lot of fun with with all your family and friends. We're very lucky to have all of these things going on, but um, you know, certainly we want to think about. Also donating at this time of year, you know, Salvation Army needs help, Coats for Kids, you know, all these local organizations. So I hope you have an opportunity as you're kind of going through your closets or, or passing by those kettles to, you know, kind of add to all those uh, great fundraisers out there. So this year um, has been a very interesting one. You know, we've had the radio show, things have been going really well there, I think anyways, Uh, but we want to continue to hear from you. So if you have questions, post them on our website at com backslash radio. And we did get some questions in the last week, which was great. Uh, So, you know, continue to pour those in, you know, certainly we'll be talking more and more about the things that not only you should be doing throughout the winter months, but also all of those things that kind of are coming up for next year, the new and interesting plants, the, the different things that are starting to show up, uh, you know, some really cool stuff uh, coming for 2014. Um, not as many things as 2013, but still an exciting gardening year coming up. So here's our first question that we have uh, for, for today. The question is, I have a little little black flies around my house plants and my poinsettias i thought usually point you see white flies around them but these are little black flies what are they and how do i get rid of them okay so we've got typically you know with little black flies around your house a lot of people will think they're fruit flies but they can be two things they could be fungus gnats or they could be um shore flies so that's commonly found in soil in plants that are grown periodically. Um, It's a very common problem uh, with houseplants. And a lot of times what happens is they kind of fester over the summer. And because you have the windows open and there's a whole bunch of stuff going on, you don't really notice them. And then in the winter months, what kind of happens is they start to build momentum. You may have bought a plant that had some in the pots uh, and, and, you know, it kind of translates lates to the others they start laying eggs so they're not harmful to the plant i want to make that clear okay fungus gnats and shore flies they feed on the root system now if you have a bad infestation you could really hurt the root system of the plant but more often than not that's not the case but here's a couple quick tips of what i would recommend Number one, if you have systemic granules and you have put them in your house plants, you probably don't have this problem. That will take care of it. But on top of that, here's a quick tip. If you have a potato in the house, take a slice of the potato and set it on the soil of the plant. doesn't have to be very big, but the one thing we're trying to do is attract the larvae of the shore fly, or the fungus gnat. Okay, so you're going to put that potato in on the soil, and what that's going to do is the fungus gnat larvae is going to attach to it. It's going to start to feed on it. And so you will uh, you will take all of those larvae, and they'll give them a food source, and they'll start to attach to it, and then periodically you just take that piece of potato, and you throw it in the trash. Okay, so doing this two or three times will take a large portion of the larvae and then you're interrupting the life cycle of the fungus gnat the adults you won't kill the adults and they'll still be laying eggs but they have a very short life cycle so by doing this you're breaking it up naturally so it's a very easy way to kind of get all of those problems and just discard them if it's not a sentimental plant and you find one plant is worse than others you may just want to toss it you know, you may have brought one particular plant in and it seems to be the worst. That might be a good way also. Running your plants on the dry side would be another great, great way to make sure that the shore flies and the fungus gnats don't fester. Okay. Now let's talk a little bit about white flies because it's white fly season. Poinsettias are typically a great host plant. Okay. And at this time of year, Whiteflies can start to fester, okay? At this point, our homes are starting to get dry. We've been running the wood stove or the heat for a few months now, and your humidity in your house is really starting to kind of dwindle. So on your house plants, now's the time to start thinking about we need to watch out for whitefly, we need to watch out for mealybug, we need to watch out for spider mites, you know, all of those things are really starting to ramp up. Our plants are getting a little bit stressed because we have about three hours of daylight, it seems like now. Um, I don't know about you, but getting up in the dark and going to, gumming home in the dark is getting a little old for me. It's a tough time of year, but our house plants are also starting to feel some of those stresses, feel some of those problems. So limiting the stress on your plants is another good thing to do. Now on your poinsettias. It's important for you to lift up and look on the underside of the leaves, okay? This is where the adult and the egg stages are going to be on poinsettias, okay? Look underneath the leaf. If you see small, little white, round egg casings, typically along the mid vein, and it's typically on the oldest leaves, so tip the plant over and look, You may be able to pick a few leaves off when they're in egg stage, but if you start seeing little white flies flying around, you may consider discarding the plant at that point. Okay, It's important that you don't harbor that into January and February, and they will transmit and start laying eggs on all of your other plants in the house, whether it be windowsill herbs or even just the house plants you've had around for a while. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on Newstalk WLOB.
1: We know you have lots of
2: choices when buying plants and garden supplies.
1: Well, wouldn't you rather come to someone at your local garden center where you know us and we know you? Someone who knows Maine soil, Maine's climate,
0: and knows what plants will thrive here.
1: Someone who will make sure you find what you're looking for here or at one of our other independent garden centers.
0: We support each other and work together to satisfy you.
2: Wouldn't you rather come to your local garden center? We're the Independent Garden Centers of Maine at maineigc.com.
1: At highway speeds, the average text takes your eyes off the road for about five seconds. That's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Stop texts. stoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
2: The drifting scent of balsam in the air can mean only one thing. It's Christmas time at Estabrooks and Yarmouth. Transform your house into a home for the holidays with fresh greens, bright red winter berries, glistening ribbon, rustic pine cones, and twinkling lights. No time to decorate? Choose from a wide selection of handsomely decorated wreaths and holiday baskets or have an expert at the Holiday Design Center personalize a special wreath for your door. The holidays are here. Make them special with a little help from Estabrooks. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of the holidays holidays
0: welcome back to the joy of gardening by esterbrook's so i'm tom esterbrook on another great saturday morning christmas time you know hopefully the stress of the season you've been able to mitigate it a little bit but we were just talking about houseplants and uh i mentioned mealybugs bugs and and uh some other insects and here's a great question my succulent has fuzzy white patches all over them is this a disease or insect it's a prime example of a problem that starts to show up at this point in the season okay so you've got lovely cactus or succulents or whatnot they're very prone to um you know having mealy bug okay um sometimes it also could be a woolly aphid but more often than not it's a mealy bug okay mealy bugs are really really an interesting looking insect it looks like little cotton balls all over your plant and that cotton substance on top of the insect is protection so it's sometimes very very tough for you to spray for them or deal with them and it's an insect that doesn't move terribly fast but it's very tough to get rid of so here's a few different options we talked about um, you know systemic granules as one option, but they can tend to take a little bit of time and energy to get up in the plant and activate and work. Now depending on the plant you can use rubbing alcohol on a little Q-tip and you just dab it in and you just kind of rub them off. You have to be very very diligent about that but if it's a special plant I always recommend with rubbing alcohol you always test one spot that's out of sight before you do the whole plant okay with the q-tip and the reason being is i want to test to see if it's going to burn or you have any other problems we do have some other sprays that are available also though those are typically the two best options i find if it's a plant that's not sentimental to you it may be an opportunity for you to think about replacing the plant you may also be able to cut off a piece that has The infestation and get it when it's really really light my experience tells me that once you have it on a plant it will keep kind of popping up periodically and eventually probably discarding the plant is going to be your best option certainly we typically see them mostly on cactus and primarily on succulents so if you have those, they can translate to other plants. So segment those plants out, get them in an area where they're by themselves, and, you know, just kind of quarantine them, if you will, okay? The other thing I want to talk about was spider mites, because we've seen a bunch of customers coming in talking about They're having problems with their leaves bronzing, some speckling going on, other things like that. Now is the time where the humidity has dropped in the house. The conditions are just right. It's warm. It's dry. It's the perfect conditions for spider mite to just explode, okay? I'm not so worried about them on poinsettias and other seasonal plants. It's primarily on your ivies, your Sheffalera You know, some of those types of plants tend to really harbor these things and show up periodically. There's not a lot we can do. It's a favorite of them. The other thing I wanted to talk about was a different type of mite, which is cyclamen mite. Now, Christmas, we talked about in the last couple weeks, cyclamen are a very, very seasonal plant, and we use them typically from Christmas time, maybe even Thanksgiving time, all the way through until March. Now, mite can also be something that will translate. You bring that nice cyclamen home, and it can translate to your other plants. So we need to kind of identify what mites we're, uh, we're, we're looking at. More often than not, it's spider mite from the summer months. But sometimes the cyclamen can kind of fester in add that into the cycle also. So if you have a cycleman and it goes downhill and you see a bunch of speckling on the leaves, you may have a problem. The other thing to look at is take a little magnifying glass and look for a little webbing. Okay. Sometimes you can see webbings right along the stem. They're very tough to see from the naked eye for most of us. Okay? I can typically see a spider mite infested plant 10 feet away. It just, it doesn't look right to me. It looks a little frosted. The leaves don't seem as glossy or shiny. All signs. The other thing with spider mites that you might consider is, we've talked about this also throughout the year, is leaf shining your plants periodically during the winter months and how that can help smother some of those. Now, on every leaf shine bottle, you're not going to see that. You're not going to see it listed. You're not going to see any inkling of information about that because it's not an insecticide. But it's been my experience that leaf shine helps smother and stop the spread. Okay, so we sell a poke leaf shine that works great, but many of them all are a waxy kind of coating that basically helps smother the insects. So it's a good deterrent, even though we use it primarily for the look of the plant and to kind of clean them up. It's a great way to also kind of knock that infestation back. So before the Company comes over, not a couple hours because leaf shine's a little bit smelly. Do it a week before, you know, or three days before you have company coming over, and they're going to look at your house plants and go, Oh my gosh, are those real? It's amazing. Every time you leaf shine a plant, people think they're fake. And so it'll make all of your house plants. The other thing is, think about using it on some other decoration. Sometimes you can use it on that too to kind of spruce them out, up a little bit. So all kinds of things going on with your house plants. This is the time of year we want to be starting to cut back on water a little bit, cutting back on fertilizer. If you have plants that are really pot-bound, you can think about doing some transplanting soon. Okay, let's wait until after the holidays, though. We'll talk more about transplanting and, and whatnot in January and February. So I think with the succulents, you probably have mealybug. It's one of those scenarios. There's not a lot you can do. It just happens. Another question we have is from a customer who would like to recycle their Christmas tree. So this is a great question. It's timely. It's one of those things that we don't really think about. You know, you just kind of take it and take it to the recycling center and away it goes or somebody picks it up on the curb or whatnot. So I would like to recycle my Christmas tree. What are the best ways to do so, and could should is it an item that I should add to my compost pile? Okay, a great, great question for this time of year. Okay, your Christmas tree. Here's what I usually recommend people do with their Christmas tree. I recommend you take it outside, and you cut all the branches off of it. And everybody's going, why do you cut all the branches off? Okay, so... The way I like to use my Christmas tree is typically we have a little snow on the ground. You know, there's uh, areas in my yard where I have perennials. So at this point, typically, you know, we have some snow or maybe we don't. It doesn't really matter. I like to take the boughs from my Christmas tree and cover over the crowns of my perennials. Okay? What this does, it gives just a little bit of protection. Okay. If you can't see them because they're under the snow, just lay them on top of the snow. And what will happen is as the snow melts in the spring, what happens? We the you know, say February, all of a sudden we have an open winter. That great Christmas tree turned into a great use to cover over your perennials and protect for another month before spring comes. So just lay them on top of the snow and allow them to just work down through the snow. As we get towards bare ground in spring, all of these branches will be sitting on top of the crowns. And the thing I like about branches other than mulch or pine needles or any of those things, the nice part about fir branches or pine branches, they really, really let air go through them okay? And with the crowns of plants, we really want that airflow. We don't want them to melt down on top and then hold moisture and form crown rot in those plants. So that's how I recommend you use your Christmas tree. Then you just chop up the main stalk. Maybe you have a fire pit, burn it up, you know, or just discard it in any other way. Now, there are many other ways you can use your Christmas tree, okay? One I would recommend is you've got many local community charities that will come around and they will pick up Christmas trees for a small fee. So you make a small donation, like 5 or $10. They'll come, they'll take the Christmas tree, they'll bring it to a recycling center. It's chipped up and turned into compost. If you have a chipper at your house, you could chip the tree and add those chips to your compost pile. If you don't have a chipper, my suggestion is do not add to your Christmas tree to any compost pile that you have. It's really not going not gonna to compost in a timely manner and will kind of hinder the composting process in your compost pile. The other thing is take it to your typical transfer station you might have. You'll see the mountain of Christmas trees, you know, there, and what that will be done is they'll come in and they'll chip them all at once. What I don't recommend you do is take it to the back 40 and leave it in a pile. That's usually where it ended up at my house. Now, two weeks ago, I had a big brush pile, and I burned it, and there was last year's Christmas tree, and I said, boy, I really missed the opportunity to do that. So this year, I'm going to go ahead and and do what I've done for years and years and years before, is go ahead and cut all those branches off afterwards and lay them out on my perennial bed. I planted a bunch of new perennials this fall. And that first year is, you know, especially is is a great way to help insulate and make sure that those plants are going to just thrive going right into spring. So a really good question. I think it's one that we all can think about. Um, You know, those fir branches really kind of nest in nicely and just great, great protection for um, all those plants that will be coming up in the spring. Now, another topic. Have you got your bulbs? planted? If not, you're probably pretty late. Though, what I want to tell you is there are still probably some areas you might be able to plant some bulbs. Possibly right along the foundation or warm spots in your yard, you still may be able to plant bulbs. Now, there's a little bit of ice on the top soil right now, but in those warm areas along your foundation. So if you have missed the boat and you have a few bulbs that you didn't get in the ground, think about looking for those opportune areas where you might be able to. You might be able to find a couple areas. Or here's another option. If you have some big old pots, you may want to think about planting some of your bulbs in pots at this point. Okay? And what I'm talking about are tulips, daffodils, all of those types of things. Now, the one place that I find that you can really kind of plant the bulbs and do quite well with them is if you have a bulkhead. Okay, so you plant your bulbs, you leave them in the basement for probably two to three weeks, they'll start to put roots on them, and then you can go ahead and put them out in the bulkhead and let them freeze up tight. What this will do is it will put on some root system. If you have an area that, say, is around 30 degrees all the time, maybe a garage that's heated just barely, that might be another good opportunity. Just plant them and set them in the corner. Keep them moist, but not wet. But think about how you might be able to use those up. Or maybe you have a refrigerator out in the garage, a secondary refrigerator that you use you know, during the summer months. That's another great area that you might be able to put the bulbs in there, turn that refrigerator back on, and let them kind of incubate in there. Now, make sure you don't put any other fruits or vegetables, like apples or anything like that, in that area, because the ethylene from those will abort tulips and other things. So you want to make sure you don't build up ethylene. So personally, I think the bulkhead's a great situation. You know, we still have time okay? And it's a good way to kind of try to use them up. What's the worst that happens? They die. You've basically got a wasted plant if you can't plant it someplace. They need to put on root system, okay, for the rest of this season in order to bloom next year. Even though they're in pots, once spring comes, you can take those and transplant them in the ground, and they'll do just fine, okay? But we need to get roots on them. You can't take them out and plant them in the spring it just won't work we're going to take a quick break we'll be back with more from the joy of gardening on news talk wlob
1: fall is in the air leaves are changing pumpkins turning and fall is the best time to plant trees shrubs and perennials you can buy your plants and garden supplies almost anywhere. Wouldn't you rather come to your local garden center? We're the independent garden centers of Maine, working together to ensure you, the customer, gets the best quality advice and service. Visit us at mainigc.com to see the closest IGC member near you, then stop by your local member garden center, where we'll help you select the best product for Maine's climate and soil. We work together to satisfy you. Visit us at mainigc.com.
2: For over 60 years, Wiltproof has provided the most effective protection against moisture loss in plants under water stress, and no other product comes close. Our non hazardous organic and biodegradable film is like having several layers of protection. As the outside layer of Wiltproof wears off with the weather, another layer forms. Wiltproof is the only horticulture anti-transparent that has the ability to provide this long-lasting protection. Put your trust in Wiltproof. Check out their site at wiltproof.com. That's wilt wilt-proof, com. The holidays should be a time for celebrating tradition while bringing family and friends together. Unfortunately, it often turns into a season of frustration and stress. Simplify your holidays by visiting Estabrooks in Yarmouth. Learn how to decorate with lifelike artificial greens that provide all the beauty and none of the mess. Have a design expert tailor an elegant centerpiece for your holiday table or pick up a thoughtful gift from the Garden Emporium. Thanks to Estabrooks, your holidays can be beautiful and stress-free at the same time. To learn more, visit EstabrooksOnline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of the holidays
0: welcome back to the joy of gardening by esterbrooks i'm tom esterbrook your host on another saturday morning december 14th where did the season go i hope you've got all your plants kind of put to bed at this point and we've along the whole fall we've been talking about all of these different things that you probably should be doing along the way And I just wanted to recap some of those things. I know it's mid-December. It's cold out there. You know, we've had some Arctic blasts here this past week. Things are getting chilly. And, you know, a couple things that I always like to go over just so you don't forget about them. Because there's nothing worse than in the spring, like turning on the water for the faucets and everything's broken. So, have you shut off your outside spigots? Now, many of the new ones are you know, freeze proof. They, they, the valve is way inside the house and it's not a problem. But many of our older style, you know, the pipes will burst and you may have a mess and or they may freeze up and you may not have a problem until early in the spring when they thaw out. So I wanted to make sure you make sure and shut off those valves, you know, take the hose off the spigot no matter what. Okay. Never leave a hose attached to a spigot, and you know make sure that that valve is slightly opened if possible. Now you might need to wait for a warm day to open up the valve at this point, uh, but that's one thing to think about. The other thing is: is your roof rake all squared away? I know we haven't had a lot of snow and ice at this point, but this is the time when. If you don't have a roof rake and we get heavy wet snow and then you get rain beyond it, you know, everybody's rushing around trying to find a roof rake. So is your roof rake in good order? I actually looked at mine last week, checked a couple of the bolts that I thought were kind of worn from the year before and replaced them. Okay. I'm sure at this point we're starting to think about using, you know, the snowblower and the generator. Have you done all that maintenance that we talked about earlier on in the year? Okay. Do you have a decent snow shovel or or is the one that you used last year that you should have thrown out at the end of the year going to be the bane of your existence, you know, when it comes to that first big storm? Okay. I know I have a couple shovels that I have kicking around that I really should throw away and I haven't and uh I'll have to take my own advice here. Um I did buy a new shovel last year, so I know I'm set. Uh but for some reason I just didn't get rid of the old one. So, here is the time of year when some of those things can kind of pop up. Now, this past week we've had some snow and ice. You may have run out and grabbed some ice melt, and I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about ice melt. Ice melt can be very damaging to not only plants, but it also can be very damaging to our patios, walkways, and also our steps. So you want to be very cautious about what type of product you're putting down on whatever environment you have. You want to think about using a plant-safe ice melt, okay? And always talk with whoever you're purchasing your ice melt from on what's positive and negative to these products, okay? Certainly, you know, something like rock salt on a cement, patio or a cement walkway or even cement steps can damage it significantly. The other thing is a lot of the bricks and uh, pavers that we use now specifically can only use certain types of salt. So read the bags, double check to make sure you're using safe products. There's nothing worse than you've put in a new walkway and you ruin it the first year because you use the wrong salt. And that's really not going to be the problem because your warranties aren't going to probably hold up on the products that were put in the ground, okay? But specifically, I wanted to talk about plants, okay? A lot of people use a rotary spreader to spread ice melt. And you want to be cautious about that overspray onto plants. A lot of times along walkways and whatnot, there are a lot of evergreens and other plants that can be somewhat, you know, damaged by salts. Now, it's not always damage in the winter that you can see, but you get a lot of browning in the spring when the ground starts to thaw. So, you know, be cautious about some of those things. Obviously, we need to keep ourselves safe and not slipping and whatnot. But, you know, sand is your friend also. You know, I know we all hate to track that in the house. But think about on some of those walkways and areas where you have a lot of problems with plants, it may be your salt that's causing the issue. Okay, We sell only plant-safe ice melt. So if you're looking for some, you can come to the Yarmouth store. We have it in 25-pound bags, and it's plant-safe. It works at zero-degree temperature. It will work very well. It has a blue colorant in it, so you can see where you've actually spread that. I kind of like that because I want to be able to see where I put it down. It's all organic colorant. Works very, very well, and you know with some of the rock salts and some of that, you put it down and you a lot of times you can't see where you 've spread it after you 've spread it, so that blue coloring really helps. Uh, I have not had any problems with it tracking in the house or any problems like that. I usually wait about five or ten minutes, and then all of a sudden. It's melted into the into the ice, and I don't have any tracking into the house issues, anyways. So ice melt, think about that. Um, honestly, if you have a problem, whatever ice melt you have, you know, I certainly want you to be safe rather than sorry. So always protect yourself that way. And certainly, Mother Nature, it's winter now. we're we're, we're not getting away from winter at this point. Although I am. I'm going to Florida for New Year's and uh, a great vacation after Christmas here and going to enjoy some warm weather, we hope. Hopefully the man works in our favor uh, going down in uh, late December, early January. So let's take uh, one more question here. Uh, this question I thought was really interesting because it's that time of year where we don't think about a lot of these things. Every year I have mouse damage on at least one plant around my house it's either a tree or a shrub or some other problem how can I help prevent this and what can I do to kind of alleviate the problem okay this is this is a common common problem here and a lot of times it it is festered by the fact that we may have some bigger field areas or taller grass around our house in different areas where mice like to hide. So there's a few different things that I recommend you can do. Number one, you can kind of aggressively treat your mouse problem earlier in the season. Now, at this point, there's not a lot we can do, okay? But earlier on in the late fall, you may be able to go ahead and do some mouse eradication with some baits or whatnot, I like to put my bait in a tin can. I cut the end off. I put my bait inside, and it gives it keeps it dry, and I set it underneath the shrubs, in tight around the stems, okay? And the reason I put them them there is I don't want other animals to get into them. Okay, so I cut a hole that only mice can get into. Chipmunks and other animals can't really get in there. Okay, to be as safe as possible. Now, we are using a poison, so that you always want to be cautious about that. Especially if you have cats and other animals that may be eating the mice. But a a real safe way for you to kind of handle all of this as a problem in the winter months, is once we get snow around your plants, is to go out and just stomp around the bases of the plants. Don't leave that nice light fluffy snow around them. Just kind of kick the snow and stomp it down. Okay? By doing that, what will happen is you will compact the snow and the mice will actually burrow around that heavy-packed snow. They're going to take the least path of resistance wherever they're moving. Okay, And so they will not find the base of your plants. This works extremely well if you have plants out in larger grassy areas like fields. Now I have some apple trees and a few other trees that are out farther. They have some taller grass around them. They're more of a naturalized planting. I've done them that way. But what I do is I periodically during the winter months, I go out and I actually stomp around them last but not least what i do is i actually put a mouse guard on the trees okay and you've probably seen these a lot of times when you purchase your tree it will have a mouse guard on it it's a white plastic product typically that goes around the tree and that will help protect from mice also now if they're shrubs it's tougher to get them on the plant and protect that's why i recommend you stomp the snow around you will not have much of any mice damage unless there is a lot of snow so the snow dictates the damage okay so mice damage is one of those things that is easily preventable and it's a, a quick and easy fix we're going to take a quick break we'll be back with more from the joy of guarding on Newstalk Talk wlob <laughs>
2: The drifting scent of balsam in the air can mean only one thing. It's Christmas time at Estabrooks and Yarmouth. Transform your house into a home for the holidays with fresh greens, bright red winter berries, glistening ribbon, rustic pine cones, and twinkling lights. No time to decorate? Choose from a wide selection of handsomely decorated wreaths and holiday baskets or have an expert at the Holiday Design Center personalize a special wreath for your door. The holidays are here. Make them special with a little help from Estabrooks. To learn more, visit EstabrooksOnline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of the holidays.
1: At Coast of Maine Organic Products, we've known for a long time that plants love lobster just as much as people do. It's one of the reasons we started composting marine residuals back in 1996. And although we've had great success in getting gardeners and their plants hooked on lobster throughout New England, the Mid-Atlantic, and Midwest, the heart and soul of what we do is here in Maine. Plants love lobster because the calcium and chitin in the lobster shells break down in the composting process and become plant-ready food that help to make your plants strong and healthy. And of course, the plants don't use any butter, so they're even healthier. So support your local retailer and Maine's lobster industry by using Coast of Maine's Quaddy lobster compost in your garden. Coast of Maine, a lobster compost company. Approved for organic growers by the Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association. Visit us at www.coastofmaine.com.
0: Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook on another great Saturday morning. I hope you're enjoying your holidays and not feeling too stressed. Okay. I know it's a stressful time of year. There's a lot going on. Everybody's trying to get ready. Hopefully your travel plans go as you as you plan them and mother nature plays nice. I know for the garden centers, there's been in the southern states, they've really kind of struggled this Christmas season they've had some big storms you know that have really hindered some shopping days for them we've been very fortunate and very lucky and I want to thank all of our customers for coming out and shopping us this Christmas it's been a wonderful wonderful Christmas season I hope you were able to Join us last weekend with Christmas with Alpacas. We had a great turnout a couple weekends before that. We had our wonderful greenhouse market that was phenomenal. You know, great gifts. We've already started talking about doing more events for next year. Uh, doing one for this coming weekend, uh, you know, right before Christmas. And so we're working on and getting excited about next year already. It's been one of our best Christmases Christmas seasons that we've ever had at Estabrooks. And, you know, it's really, really nice to get the support. You know, shopping local is such a big, big thing nowadays. And it's amazing how much money just turns over and goes back into local communities. So I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about that because we're proud members in the Independent Garden Centers of Maine. And we'll be starting a new campaign again for next year and it's just unbelievable how local people get together and work together we're also part of the shop local campaign in our Scarborough market and we'll be getting ready to also ha- have a meeting with uh, our Kennebunk store with uh, a business to business expo down in Kennebunk during January and so we're we're trying to network with all these local businesses and kind of team up for local events. I think it's a great sense of community and great to work with local artisans. You know, it's amazing this Christmas season to kind of take a step back and see all these wonderful people producing local goods, producing things with their own hands, producing it in the state of Maine and selling it within the state of Maine. It's just really unbelievable. And I kind of was reflecting a little bit about the Christmas with alpacas uh, event we had last weekend. And to see the smiles on the kids' faces and to see the simple joy of the holiday season and to see just some really, really cool animals, you know, and the understanding of local farming and understanding local, you know, um, what they have to do to produce this fiber and to have the kids stand there and watch them spinning yarn and understanding where some of these products come from. It really kind of hit home, you know, and to see them kind of color up a a nice little, little sheet and add some fur to it and take it home It was just a really fun, warm event, and I wanted to thank all of the folks who have made just a great, great, great Christmas season for us at Estabrooks. The folks at Main Markets, Christmas with Alpacas, uh, Abbott Farms, you know, all of those folks, they worked really, really hard, and it's really nice to kind of wrap things up for the year, and... It's been a wonderful year. We feel very, very fortunate to be as successful as we are and to work with such great people. But I wanted to take a little bit of time today um, to talk about my staff. Because I, you know, as owners of a company, we, we get kind of wrapped up in the day-to-day business. And sometimes you don't take a step back And think about how lucky you are for all the people who helped you along the way. And this year, our staff, we all had to pitch together. It was such a great year. We had a great year with sales. We had a great year overall, just really, really great. But it all wouldn't be possible without the great people that work for us. And the people who actually take the time to help each and every one of you that come and shop with us. And I hope your experience day in and day out when you do shop with us, that shows. Because the employees we have really do care. And when we do have a problem, they really care. How can we fix that problem? How can we correct it so it doesn't happen again? What do we need to do to take care of you as a customer? And I just want to really spend some time and say thank you to all of our employees. As we wrap up another year, we're closing for the season on the 29th of December. We'll be open back up in March. But I want to take this opportunity to spend just a couple minutes and just explain to you, all of these folks, many are retired in their second or third career. Many of them are one have wonderful families, and I want to wish them a great holiday season to spend with their family um I also want to just say they do everything above and beyond to make our life as owners as stress free as possible, and sometimes that doesn't come across you know we don't tell them that enough, so I want to say thank you, thank you to all of our employees for making our customers life as easy as possible. They do many things that as us as owners, we don't see on a day-to-day basis when you're wrapped up in the hard work of the day-to-day, but we don't see and hear about all of those things that they do for our customers. So if you have a quick minute, I'd love for you to shoot an email to me tell me about the experience you had at Estabrooks this year so I can post those to all of my employees over the winter months. I'm not going to give them to them all at once, but I would like to put them up in the break room periodically. So if you get a chance, shoot an email to me, tom at estabrooksonline.com, and just put in the subject Christmas wish, okay? And I'll print those off periodically, and I'm going to give them, to the employees periodically. If you remember the employee, personalize it if you like. If you don't, that's fine too. It's just great to give and post this stuff to our employees periodically. And I know a lot of you have gotten great service from them, and it's a way for me to give back. Okay, So if you've had a problem, send that to me also. Because if we don't know the problems, we can't fix them. I hope you enjoy your holiday season. We've got one more show in this year, or two more shows, I should say. (laughs) One more show, right? Today's the 14th. We've got the 21st and the 28th. So two more shows before New Year's, okay? I hope that all of you enjoy your holiday. I hope you enjoy your season. Check back with us next week. I've got a whole bunch of different things we're going to be talking about. Amongst will be probably some Christmas clearance stuff. So check back with us. I hope you enjoy your Saturday and come visit us. It's the end of the season. Many different gifts available. And don't forget about ordering those centerpieces and gift cards. Enjoy your Saturday and we'll talk to you next week.